Welcome to a Saturday night special edition of the Newsmax Daily Podcast. Here's your inimitable host, Rob Carson. Welcome to a Saturday edition of the Newsmax Daily Podcast. I am your host, Rob Carson. This is better than Saturday morning cartoons when you were a kid. Remember that? Yeah. Anyway, welcome. Glad to have you here. So the New York Times finally admitting what it always knew, that the Hunter Biden laptop is completely legit. Everything is legit in it. Hunter Biden is a criminal. The Biden family is a criminal enterprise. Here is this uh, legendary exchange between Donald Trump and Leslie Stahl, who, by the way, if she could still considers herself to be a journalist, uh, and I don't think she should, uh, this should prove to her otherwise, because all she had to do was a little bit of research to find out what this president was saying was true. I wish you would interview Joe Biden like you interview me. It would be so good. You know what? You like this, I thought. I thought you liked it. I don't mind it. But when I watch him walk out of a store, and he's walking with ice cream, and the question the media asks him, (laughs) what kind of ice cream, what flavor ice cream do you have? And he's in the midst of a scandal. He's not. And he's taking... Of course he is, Leslie. Come on. Of course. All you have to do as a freaking lifetime journalist and a host on 60 Minutes is a little bit of research, ma'am. It's the biggest, second biggest scandal. The biggest scandal was when they spied on my campaign. They spied on my campaign. There's no real evidence of that. Of course there is. It's all over the place. See, this uh, this is a leftist, by the way. This is how they react. No, it didn't. You're a conspiracy theorist. And then you ask them, well, what about whatever? And then they change the subject. Okay, Uh, I like to say of the 2020 election, well, people will say, we proved that it was stolen. And I say, well, I got stacks of of, uh, articles over here, stacks of research that I've done. Uh, Proved me it wasn't. You get crickets. Leslie, they spied on my campaign and they got caught. Can I say something? You know, this is 60 Minutes. And we can't put on things we can't verify. You won't put it on because it's bad for Biden. We can't put on things we can't verify. You're a lying liar who lies. They spied on my campaign. Well, we can't verify that. It's been totally verified. No. It's been, just go down and get the papers. (laughs) They spied on my campaign. They got caught. No. And then they went much further than that, and they got caught. And you will see that, Leslie, and you know that, but you just don't want to put it on the air. No, as a matter of fact, I don't know that. Because you've never did the research because you are journalistically lazy and you are a party apparatchik. Americans are finally ditching masks. New uh, poll from the uh, economist in YouGov. In the past seven days, how often have you worn a mask on your face when out, uh, outside your home? 56% revealed that they only wear a mask some of the time or never. Uh, 44% said they still wear a mask often. And uh, uh, 16% say that they uh, they wear a mask most of the time. And 28% say always. So there are still people who wear masks all the time. Now, um, I don't want to be too hard on people um, because some people legitimately wear masks for health reasons. You know, the the, uh, the N95 masks uh, have some degree of effectiveness, I guess, although that's even questionable. But worthless cloth masks have always been worthless. And if you still uh, wear a cloth mask, it means that you're uninformed and you are honestly kind of sad and pathetic. 
Hey, you know, I'm sorry. That's just the way it is. Um, I made decisions as an adult, not as some sort of a right-wing zealot. I looked at things with common sense and research and life experience, and I figured out in last, I don't know, 2020, March and April, I figured out that uh, we were being played with regard to the coronavirus. And I followed it through all of its striations, all of its restrictions, all of its nonsense. And and I'm going to share with you in a few um, how if you're still down with your kid wearing a mask in school, a cloth mask in school, that, I mean, really, you've done your child an enormous disservice. And it probably could have been um, avoided. Because when it comes to things like this, you have to pay attention. You have to pay attention. I was um, talking to somebody the other day that I know is close to me. And I said, uh, you know, the, the Chick-fil-A, there's a Chick-fil-A in a city in the United States, and they're, uh, they're threatening them to shut them down because they're a public nuisance because so many people want to go to the uh, Chick-fil-A. And this person said to me, well, they hate gay people. And I went, do I have to explain to you why Chick-fil-A doesn't hate gay people? And then I realized this is what happens when you watch news outlets like ABC, CBS, NBC, PBS, MSN. Um, You know, that's what happens. And you still think that the legislation in Florida to keep uh, children uh, age kindergarten through third grade from learning about sex and sexuality in a graphic nature, you still call it the don't say gay bill. And you still think the Chick-fil-A hates gay people because they close on Sundays. And they're wrong. And if you've been paying attention with regard to cloth masks, you know that they've always been worthless. You'll know that in April of 2020, I started using the expression that you've heard on this show, that if you think a cloth mask will stop you from getting COVID, that's about as effective as uh, wearing a cowboy hat when you go scuba diving. And I honestly would, uh, to those who who, uh, uh, are really down with all the government restrictions with regard to COVID, and you're still one of those people who demand people don't stand near them in a grocery store, and you're still those people who yell at people when they don't wear a mask in Walmart or Target. Oh, probably wouldn't lower yourself to Walmart. Uh, at Target, you know, all that. Here's what I say. Please go scuba diving with just a cowboy hat. Just take a cowboy hat. That's all you're going to need. I say that in a tongue-in-cheek fashion, by the way. So Americans are ditching the masks, but uh, some mayors, like the mayor of New York City, the new mayor, Eric Adams, who I'm the only person who has already figured out that he's pretty much an idiot. Um, He's still making little kids wear masks. Adam Carolla, fellow Gen Xer, has a terrific observation on that. Uh, Also, how much uh, masks and schools that didn't require them, how far ahead those kids are, it's being quantified, it's real. Here's what Adam Carolla had to say. Uh, And I've said this in a different fashion, but I'll let him tell you why he thinks that uh, uh, federal and and state and local bureaucrat Democrats want to keep little kids wearing masks. Why? Why? Why can the adults go anywhere or why you can go maskless in a movie theater, an arena concert event, Trader Joe's? Why? Why the kids and why the emphasis on the kids? This hasn't been dangerous for kids. We've known this. This kills sick people, old people, obese people, comorbidity people. It doesn't ostensibly affect kids. They're they're in the safest category. So why 
drilling down on the kids, why the constant conversation about the category of people this ostensibly doesn't affect. Why is that, Adam? Well, just remember this phrase, Megan, crate training. Whoa. You cannot train a dog when it's middle age. you got to get them when they're puppies and get them trained up <laughs> and into that crate. Yeah, that's what we're doing with kids because yes. this will... This will not be the last emergency, uh-uh. and it will not be the last time the government and the governor and the mayor need to exact their power. And so let's get the kids into the crate, let's get them coached up, and then they'll be ours. I absolutely 100% agree with him. And there are people who realize the fear and anxiety that they're inflicting on children, and they're cool with it. It's not about protecting the children, not one little bit, because none of this mandate for children five and under forcing them to wear masks, none of it makes sense. It does not make any scientific sense whatsoever. He has hit the nail on the head. This is the Democrat Party. This is the left. Crate training their obedient future servants. Uh, For you and I, there is no hope. For some people who are very liberal, uh, you went along with it. You're cool with it. You were already trained in some way, shape, or form. But this is a way to keep it in schools, in perpetuity, kept it in my daughter's school until just a couple months ago. And there are still kids who leave her school when I go pick her up at the high school, even when they're outside walking by themselves. They're wearing a mask. You think that, oh, it's just it's a mask. I mean, he's just doing it, you know, because he just wants to be safe and all. Oh, no, 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 no. The mask is the lingering effect. The mask is the, the result of the crate training. The mask is the result of the obedience. The mask is the reminder uh, of the fear. The mask is used to broadcast fear. When we were told that uh, the, uh, the vaccine would stop us from getting covid People started to say, okay, we don't need masks. What did the government say? Oh, no, 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 no. Even when you're vaccinated, you got to wear that mask. you got to wear that mask. Why? Because we can't have 70% of the population not wearing masks because they won't be broadcasting the fear that we need so much. Yeah. Some of us get it. I speak from this because I am so Done with the abuse. State-sanctioned child abuse. I want people to be held responsible for this. This mask nonsense, this social distancing nonsense, this shutting down of schools nonsense. I want people criminally charged. While schools across the country decided to lock down, imposing draconian virtual learning and mask mandates on children, some school districts found success in keeping a student's life as normal as possible. Colorado's Lewis Palmer, District 38, the suburbs of Colorado Springs, oddly enough, decided to go against the grain. According to the Washington Post, they maintain full-time in-person mask-optional elementary school and hybrid-style middle and high school. Students with special education needs were in-person every weekday. Extracurriculars like the band program and football team were brought back, too, but with uh, participating students not required to socially distance themselves. Quote, we we didn't just uh, exist through pandemic. Uh, This according to uh, School District Communications Director Mark Belcher. 
We made progress through the academic. Lewis Palmer, a school district that served 6,600 students, saw no child hospitalizations from the virus and only two district employees who both had indefinite contract tracing results. My daughter goes to a school where around 6,000 are employed or students and nobody died and no students were hospitalized. School district also maintained its place in the 80th percentile in English and math nationally. The heavy-handed coronavirus protocols on children at school have proven to be an educational and mental health disaster and one that could have been completely avoidable if decision makers had chosen to heed the warnings of pediatricians early on. Indeed, in the middle of 2020, the American Academy of Pediatricians or Pediatrics urged school officials to open schools for in-person learning, warning of spiking depression, anxiety, and suicidal ideation among children. My daughter has a friend who started cutting a few months ago. Yeah, yeah, started cutting herself. Yeah, you know, had to be out of school for the second half of her freshman year. Uh, couldn't go to school at all. They had no in-person or no no hybrid learning available. Uh, and so basically you're just at home. And then after that they had uh, hybrid learning where you just kind of learn half the time. And then they had to wear a mask for a year. Biden appointed Surgeon General Vivek Murphy. Murphy, thanks alive. Even pointed out that depression and anxiety symptoms for youth around the world had doubled during the pandemic and the clinical data uh, also revealed that the suspected suicide attempts were 51% higher for adolescent girls, 4% higher for adolescent boys compared to the same time period in early 2019. Pandemic-related measures made it harder to recognize signs of child abuse, mental health concerns, and other challenges children were facing given the reduced in-person interactions among children, friends, social supporters, and professionals, such as teachers and school counselors. Students in Lewis Palmer District saw student reading levels improve, where much of the rest of the nation fell dramatically behind. As the Washington Post points out, while SAT scores saw little change, this district did fall somewhat behind the math. They did, however, remain ahead of the average in Colorado, most of whom faced lockdown measures. According to a district superintendent, Casey Summers, the decision not to impose harsh restrictions on children was informed by data showing children under 10 years old were not chief vectors of transmission, as well as information out of some European countries that in-person learning did not result in outbreaks of the virus. So, if you're not a a sheep with your head rammed up your rear end, you would have known this like I did, oh, I don't know, about two years ago. Joan in Santa Cruz, California, the home of KSCO, our glorious affiliate there, would like to talk about kids wearing masks. Hello, Joan. Hello, Rob. I just love your show, and I love you to bits. Love you too, my I just wanted to, there's been, I've been waiting for a discussion on masks because it's all about Ukraine and other things. Yes. But here I go, an interesting fact. My daughter teaches high school, now age 16 to 18-year-olds. Now, all this year, she's taught a total of 180 kids a week. She does not know what a single one of them looks like, <laughs> nor do they know what she looks like. So, the, at the beginning of this week, they had optional to wear masks. And I thought they'd all be throwing their masks in the air like they do with the graduation hats. And I said, how did it go? She said, not good. Out of each class of 36, only five were without their masks. 
And she let her mask hang down, but she said she's in a predicament because a lot of these kids are really freaked out about still wearing their mask. So she doesn't know whether she, she should be near them and wear the mask or not. But I was astonished. And I thought how easy it is to train kids. That's where they get in and start it. Because if these kids are going to do everything they're told to do for the rest of their life, can you imagine how that'll be? I get very upset about the, the dreadful abuse to our children because I was a child during the Second World War between the ages of 5 and 10. And I remember the day that the boxes came with our gas masks. And we had to put these horrible gas masks, which completely covered our faces and had a breathing nozzle. And then every time there was an air raid, we all had to put these gas masks on. And this, this went on for more or less five years. And, uh, and uh, to this day, my four, our entire life, my four brothers and myself have suffered with nervous disorders and anxiety problems. And each time we've been to the doctor, the doctor has said, Oh, were you a child during the Second World War? Damn right we were. And this is so unnecessary to traumatize the children in this way. And it is. definitely a severe child abuse. You know, I was uh, looking at the study. The HHS has finally come out with a study that says that 10% of American children 17 or younger suffer from anxiety, 4% from depression. Uh, and they also say... Go. It's a much higher than that. This is bullcrap, by the way. But it says that researchers fear that their findings did not fully grasp how badly the pandemic damaged children's mental health. Well, I get to tell you, uh, Joan, I recognized this two freaking years ago. And I think we need to have Nuremberg-style trials for people who, for COVID idiots, for COVID dictators in states who subjected, despite the science, children to this abuse and adults to this abuse. Go ahead. Damn right, and I'll tell you something else, dear. I'm from England, and I get, I get the news from England that they have serious mental health problems. They're not only with the adults, but with the children over this COVID thing, and they haven't even got enough qualified people to deal with the seriousness of this problem. Now, wait, wait, wait. wait. I thought if you nationalized... Uh, health, mental health, and and doctors, that everything would be taken care of. Are you saying that despite having socialized medicine, there are shortages over there? Well, no, there is shortage of psychiatrists here. Yes, yes. Of specialists, shortage yes. of psychiatrists to deal with the huge number of people, yeah. adults and children, who are suffering with severe mental problems. Because I know. of all this masking and all this trauma and fear installed Amen. trauma. Well, Joan, God bless you. Thank you for calling today. And your perspective on this is absolutely invaluable. Really, really nice to share. Thank you. Thank you very much. God bless you. You too, you too. So a whopping 85%. Listen to this. I want you to listen to this. 85% of Maryland students are not proficient in math after COVID school closures. I want people to pay for this. I want you control freaks who stuck by your guns despite the science not being there. While shutting down truth tellers, while saying that what I said and others with common sense said was misinformation or disinformation, I want you to pay for what you did. Fox Baltimore reported the results from recent state test scores revealed the stunning 
amount of learning loss, a prediction the outlet said experts made during the pandemic that now has come true. Nonsense. Hey, guys, it's Carson. While we have every indication President Trump is planning to run in 2024, has yet to formally announce his intentions, but as you're probably aware, he's been actively holding Save America rallies with one just this weekend in Florence, South Carolina, and one this coming weekend in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. As we wait to see what's next for President Trump, Mike Huckabee is on a mission to teach our kids about Trump's achievements during the first term and his vision to save America. Governor Huckabee's team has put together the Kids Guide to President Trump, and he wants you to have it for free as part of a great free gift bundle. To get your free Kids Guide to President Trump gift bundle, I want you to go to trumpkidsguide.com. That's trumpkidsguide.com. But please don't wait. These free gift bundles have been going quickly. Grab one for your family before it's too late at trumpkidsguide.com. Gender Hey, hey. I teach my elementary school students about gender identity. That is so transphobic of you. No, it's not. No, not at all. I've never had an issue with uh, uh, gay or trans people. You're, you're, uh, you're full of it. Uh, trans swimmer Leah Thomas has shown off her new septum piercing. It's not what you think. As she... <laughs> Prepares to obliterate competition at uh, the NCAA championships. Uh, NBC News is blasted over its absurd op-ed defending her. She's 22. She's going to be representing UPenn and destroying the lives of uh, women. Uh, and uh, the thing is, this uh, this uh, the ultimate tribute to Porky's the movie. Uh, honestly, Leah Thomas still has her man parts and showers in the in the shower room with women and dates women. So she's living our teenage fantasy as young boys that we could actually be in the in the shower room with the girls and there's nothing the authorities could do about it. Leah Thomas knows she's playing us. She knows she's this person is playing. This person was a failed college athlete as a man and junior decides to become a woman. And because this child was raised with no sense of shame whatsoever then they're cool with this. I'm not cool with it. I want Leah Thomas. I, 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 I don't feel a pity. I don't feel uh, anything. I think this person needs to be shamed for doing this. Okay, maybe, you know, that's not about being heartless. I have passion for every, and I don't like being played. And I don't like young women's lives being destroyed because of a tool like this. Don't like it. Don't like it. Tell all those girls. Uh-huh. Man, I feel like a woman. There you go. So, <laughs> oh 
my uh, I want to give props to my producer Ken uh, for doing an outstanding job with that. Ken Decker, you are you are you're the man, and you've been that way since birth, and you still are. It's crazy. So uh, real quick here, I want to play the uh, I want to play the winning call at the NCAA championships yesterday in the 500 meter or 500 yard freestyle final. By the way, the winner was named Emma Wyatt. She's 20 years old from Florida, and uh, she won the race uh, even though she came in second because uh, Emma is a woman competing as a woman, and uh, Leah Thomas is a guy until a year ago who was uh, 462nd in collegiate swimming for men and conveniently switched to the women's team so he could be number one. Against that lane line. She's having a great race here, and she's going to get second. That will give her a lot of confidence. Remember, she's just a freshman. Leah Thomas pulling away over the final 150 meters. Had to work for it. She was pushed over the first 350 meters. Thomas wins the NCAA championship. Ended up very close for second. With yeah, only a few body links. I mean, other than that, you know, something that would certainly keep you from getting a medal at the Olympics. Uh, here is uh, Leah Thomas being interviewed uh, poolside and the audience's silence. Leah, how did that performance measure up to your expectations coming into this meet tonight? I, I didn't have a whole lot of expectations for this meet. I was just, other than I was going to pummel the crap out of the women here. Just happy to be here trying to race and compete as best as I could. You've undoubtedly been under the spotlight over the past few months. How have you been dealing with that? And more importantly, how did you remove the hair on your shoulders? And reasoning with everything. What? What? I try to ignore it as much as I can. I try to focus on my swimming. I'm not hearing uh, any noise. I'm not hearing any noise from the crowd. Are you guys? I need to do to get ready for my races and just try to block out everything else. What did that race mean to you? It's, it means the world to, to be here, be with two of my best friends and teammates, and be able to compete. Thank you for stopping by. Thank you so much. I hear nothing from the crowd. Do you know why? Because the crowd is incensed. The crowd is angry. Because there were women in that race who swam the best races of their lives. Emma Wyatt, 20, from Florida. I say she's the winner. I uh, watched a little bit of this last night, Turning Red. It's a new uh, uh, Pixar movie, and it's being blasted inappropriate for mentioning periods uh, multiple times, not the uh, part of speech. But uh, apparently it's, it features a 13-year-old uh, kid named Mei Lee, I guess, and uh, she turns into a big red panda, panda when her emotions get too much, which, I mean, honestly, it's a metaphor for a period, right, isn't it? She turns, you know, certain times when she gets her emotions get too much of her, she turns into a big red panda. I think it's der, 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 der. Some have taken to social media say the uh, film's content isn't appropriate for a PG audience. Nonsense. Because there are multiple references to periods and crushes. Um, I'm going to have to disagree. Because, honestly, I, I got a teenage uh, daughter, and I, I don't understand why we're so just ungodly over the top when it comes to talking about the basic biology of a woman, and that happens. And and I trust me, I, I tried to go to the store to get the right stuff for that. You know, when I'm asked to, when it's on the grocery list on the fridge and the in the erasable sharpie uh, female products, and I go to the store, I got no clue. I don't know. I don't know what the hell that. What what's it, what is that? What is a pearl? Oh, there's a the, a what pearl? Uh, what? And then there's a what? I had no clue. No clue. And I don't want to ask anybody 
Because they'll get on the intercom and they go, oh, yeah, could you come over to the women's hygiene products? you got a guy who's works asking about the Tampax Pearl over here. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So I don't, I don't know what, yeah, but, you know, I'm occasionally tasked with going and trying to find, wade through the number of female products. I got no idea. It's like speaking another language. But anyway, so yeah, so what? It features a 13-year-old kid, and occasionally she talks about her period. Who cares? Who cares? I, uh, I am much less worried about this movie than talking about changing genders to kindergartners. And here's somebody who should know better, but he doesn't. And the reason why, uh, there's a reason why he no longer works in a major network, and he, and he uses his uh, sexuality as some sort of a cudgel to keep us from, uh, you know, from uh, criticizing him. But uh, Shepard Smith, here's Shepard Smith, towing the lie. Politicians have been using wedge issues that divide voters forever. Sometimes race, sometimes sexual orientation. This time, the culture war is over transgender issues. Everything he just said there was a lie. And it's just been elevated to the White House. The president speaking out against a controversial bill in the state of... It's not controversial unless you're a pedophile. Florida. It's titled Parental Rights in Education. Critics call it the Don't Say Gay Bill. Here's what it calls for. Out, quoting directly now from the legislation. Yeah. A school district may not encourage classroom discussion about sexual orientation or gender identity in primary grade levels or in a manner that is not age appropriate or developmentally appropriate for students. Can you believe that? Can you believe that there are people who don't want their kindergartners to talk about sex and choosing gender? I know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, most people don't, by the way. 67% of Americans uh, say Disney is wrong to oppose the Florida bill banning K-3 through instruction on sexual orientation and gender idea, identity. Yeah, yeah. 37% Democrat, 32% Republican, 31% Independent, uh, the 1,000 members of the survey, and 67% of those people say, uh, yeah, you're lying, Chef Smith. You're a lying liar who lies, and you're a, uh, a political tool. And, uh, you know, that all that stuff. Oh, uh, Bette Midler has attacked uh, Governor DeSantis over the state's parental rights and education bill. Uh, and she, of course, says it's don't say gay and all that stuff. But uh, she hasn't really had a, a good movie. Well, yeah, that may be true. But uh, Hocus Pocus was okay, I guess. <laughs> Let's go to uh, Trent in lovely Stowe, Ohio. Hello, sir, and welcome to the show. Hey, how you doing, Rob? I, uh, Glorious. I love the show, man. Thank you, brother. I, I, I used to live in the Cincinnati area, by the way, for about five years. Loved it there. No kidding. Yeah. It's, yes, sir. Uh, Ohio's great. You know, it's funny. Yes, Everybody it wants to get out of Ohio. And I actually went to North Carolina to the beach to live for five years, and it was funny. When I was down there on the beach, all I wanted to do was come back to Ohio. So, Oh, buddy, i got to tell you that the, the city of Cincinnati is a jewel. It is a jewel. Uh, and, and I was ready to settle down there, but radio uh, made me move. So anyway, welcome to the show. What's on your mind, bro? Well, hey, you know what? There's a lot of things on my mind, but, uh, you know, I, I know you're talking about the laptop and stuff now, but, you know, I just wanted to say, um, you know, from the little guy's standpoint, you know, this stuff, uh, you know, with, with Joe Biden, you know, me and my son watch uh, Newsmax 
every night. Uh, and it's just so embarrassing to have Biden up there representing us. I mean, he really is a buffoon. Um, I love the one clip that they play on Newsmax, uh, the one clip where, you know, President Trump and uh, Putin are, like, meeting for something or whatever, and they go to shake hands, and Trump pulls Putin across the stage like that. That was so cool. I mean, that was, like, awesome. I mean, it showed strength, you know. I mean, it, it, it's just so funny how, how Biden, you know, not only does he make himself in, in, it seem weak, he makes us all seem weak. And, and that's just really upsetting. Um, you, you know, it, it, it's, just, it, it's just embarrassing. And, um, you know, another thing I wanted to say, uh, I think you're going to talk about it later on in the program, as far as this uh, swimmer tra- transgender mess, this, uh, what is it, Leah Thompson, is that his or her name? You know what, Rob? It's funny. You made a reference to Kamala Harris sounding like Bart Simpson on The Simpsons. Well, I think this whole transgender swimming mess is like an episode of South Park. Uh, you know, like where Cartman tries to <laughs> yes. be into the Special Olympics so he can win. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Oh, it's yes. just so silly. And, you know, I agree with you when you say I'm done. I'm over it. You know, because I, I am too. I mean, it's just so funny. It's 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 beyond funny. It's a, it's an an indignity. They're trying to uh, beat you down by making you say that what right what is right is wrong and what is wrong is right. And uh, you know this Leah Thomas thing. And by the way, it's falling flat on its face. People are really uh, pissed off about it. Uh, parents who are in that arena are really pissed off about it. People actually was speaking in front of uh, the crowd and being interviewed by the uh, reporter. No one made any noise. So this is all going to catch up. Everything is going to hit the fan, and you are going to be proven right, Trent. Uh, you and your son are going to be proven right. And uh, and I want to thank you for calling. I want to thank you for uh, watching the uh, network. And if you get a chance to watch uh, my show this weekend. It's Blockbuster. Let's go nice. to... Uh, watch it every week, man. Th- thank you, bro. Appreciate it. Let's go to Barbara. Barbara in Baltimore. Hello, Barbara. How are you today? I'm doing great, and I'm so glad that you are righteously upset at oh, yeah. anything and everything that you say. I'm sitting here just going hooray because I'm totally <laughs> pissed off. I really yeah. am. Yeah. It's, you I, know, I, thank God together. Because you could use a couple of choice words on Getter, and I was reading some of yours this morning, and I tell you what, <laughs> this man, that whole family is a disgrace to this country. And yeah. I, I'm almost speechless when I think about how much they have gotten away with, just how much criminality they have gotten away with. And I don't think the average American realizes how much danger Joe Biden has put this country in because he is compromised. I mean, I don't know what he's going to say to Xi and, and to, uh, to Putin when he talks to these people, because all they got to do is let him know, hey, guys, we got you. We got your dossier or you, your family or everything. So don't yeah. mess with us. And, he, and he's toast. He can't say anything. He can't do no. anything. And it no. pisses me off. I think yeah. he's going to get away with it. Well, I got to tell you, um, I was uh, righteously angry a couple years ago. Uh, now I'm ready to fight. I, I'm just so done with this nonsense. Uh, this president needs to be driven from office. He is a criminal. Uh, you know, I got tired of for four years, almost five years, being called every name in the book for supporting Donald Trump. I was called a racist for uh, supporting uh, voter integrity. I was called a uh, conspiracy theorist for saying that Ru- Donald Trump did not uh, collude with Russia. I said it made no sense because Donald Trump was a hawk on defense and our economy. Uh, it made no sense whatsoever. Uh, I said that Hil- Hillary Clinton was compromised. I had that said that Joe Biden was compromised. I called out the Wuhan 
uh, plague uh, for what it was being played for by uh, politicians. I called out the 2020 election, and I'm just tired of it. I'm not going to take it anymore. I'm not going to sit here and try. The mainstream media, big social media, and the Democrat Party have proven that nothing they say can be regarded as the truth. You cannot believe a thing they have to say, Barbara, and I'm quite simply not going to take it anymore. Go ahead. That is scary because this is just like Russia. This is like a state-run media. You look at these people, and all of a sudden, you know, everybody's praising Bill Maher because, you know, he's suddenly uh, uh, waking (laughs) up and and saying some truth. But, you know, he's done a lot of damage. I, I, I can't forgive all the bashing unnecessarily that he did. And they discredited a really great man, Donald Trump, who had nothing but love for this country. And it, it really it upsets me. And guess what? I've been called a white supremacist and, a, and that I hate my own race because I supported him. So welcome <laughs> to the club. Welcome yeah, you know. to the freaking club. You know, and one last thing. Yes. Um, I was looking at Leah Thomas. Yeah. The, wing, the wing spread on that guy oh, yeah. is really something. I don't I know. know how anybody could possibly, any, no woman could possibly swim faster than him. Did you see the uh, standing on the metal stand with her? Uh, no, this person, uh, Leah, yeah. stand, standing next to the others. It was like Andre the Giant wrestling uh, uh, little people in the in the 1970s. That's what it reminded me of. <laughs> it was so funny. I mean, it looked so strange. And one last yeah. thing. I want yeah. to give a shout-out to Jeff. One of, I want you to know, May the 5th, we're going to see you. Uh, Lovely. Coming, uh, Jackie and Ernie, I hope they're going to be able to make oh. it. We're looking so forward to seeing some of the people who were the original Tea Party um, oh. Patriots. And uh, I just look so forward to meeting you. Oh, we are going to have a good time, Barbara. Have a glorious weekend. God bless you, and we'll talk again soon, okay? You too, and thank you. Thanks for listening to the Newsmax Daily with Rob Carson. Check your cable guide or NewsmaxTV.com. Or watch free on YouTube, Roku, Apple, Pluto, Zumo, Amazon Fire, and your smart TV. Newsmax, America's fastest-growing cable news channel. Check NewsmaxTV.com for details.